Hi, I'm Brandon Poe, founder of Poe Group Advisors and creator of the Accounting Practice Academy. You are listening to the Accountant's Flight Plan Podcast, where we talk about stuff in the accounting world. If you're looking to buy or sell a practice, we are the premier accounting practice intermediary firm in the industry. Check us out at pogroupadvisors.com. If you're a firm owner looking to build a more profitable practice while actually reducing owner hours, sign up for our practice management workshop, which only runs a few times per year. Learn more at accountingpracticeacademy.com. Welcome to our podcast. I'm really excited today. We've got a a guest that's uh, in a little bit of a unique topic for us. Uh, Justin Hatch is the co-founder and CEO of Reach Reporting, which is the leading visual reporting software on the market. Um, He's an industry expert in business management, specializing in software development and financial reporting. Um, Hatch co-founded Reach Reporting in 2015, and they just launched March of 2020. Wow, interesting time to launch, right? Right, The worst time ever. COVID-19 launched, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But you've been experiencing a growth rate of over 30% per month. Wow, that's got to be a fun ride. It's it um, is crazy. <laughs> uh, so and and you guys were awarded the 2020 best value and ease of use award from Captera, um, and you provide software that simplifies complexity this the complexity of financial data, which allows accountants to relay quick, actionable, decisive information to clients. Um, and we're lucky because you're you're passionate about educating advisors through software that can save people time. Uh, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. It's, uh, it's, it's super great to be here. Seriously, yeah. thank you for taking the time, Brandon. Well, before we get into the questions that I had kind of prepared for you, I want to hear about this 30% growth rate because <laughs> it, it's that people don't realize like how that's both fun and crazy at the same time. Right. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, so it was a long time coming. I mean, we started in, uh, I mean, we effectively started in March of 2015 and we hit the market uh, with a software that was actually designed for uh, BI for SME, SMB um, audiences. And what actually happened is, is over time, we started to have this one uh, demographic, one audience kept coming back to us and saying, Hey, we're so close to a solution here that would really affect our industry. And that was the CPAs, the CPAs, CFOs, uh, yeah, fractional CFOs, advisors, so on, bookkeepers, tons of bookkeepers. And we had these people coming to us and, and they said, if you make this pivot and this pivot, and you know, you read all these business books and they say, stick to it. Don't deviate. Don't, (laughs) don't, don't marginalize you. Don't, you know, and, and so at first we were, you know, we're hesitant. We were hesitant, but I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't need to get hit on the head 10 times before I start to realize there's something here. And, and we started to realize that, that there was a desperate need uh, by these particular individuals uh, that for, for a reporting solution that met their needs. There's these reporting solutions out there and they're available, but they're different. They're not specifically designed for the accountant. And, and so we had, a. I mean, this, it was years coming and it was, it was years getting into this. Uh, and so we didn't really launch till right, like you said, right in the heart of COVID uh, where we, where we just started to get serious about um, launching a, a fully operable product to the market. Yeah. Wow. So you did all this sort of uh, building and developing and testing relationships and, and, uh-huh. and then, okay, boom, we got it. Now we're ready to go to market and the market responded well, it's, it seems like. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We'd been building a lot of relationships over that time. And so there was, you know, and 30% growth at the beginning is not that exciting uh, because, you know, going from zero to $1 is a, you know, big percentage of growth, but, but <laughs> it's, it's been sustained. I mean, it's, we, we've seen that there's, there's a lot of groups out there that are coming to us and saying, okay, how do we integrate something like this? And, and my business is in, in, in this podcast, of course, is in no way to pitch the product, but what's been fun is I've gotten to know 
this, this particular part of the audience. I've gotten to know who they are, what their needs are. I've gotten to see some that are phenomenally successful and some that are not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to see what they're doing and, and how they're applying different principles and what those principles are. And that's what, you know, hopefully we can talk about a little bit during this, but, but what are the things that are making different, different firms more or less successful? Yeah. I mean, we've all, we all hear this, this big push to advisory all the time, all the time, but how do you do that in a way that, that you don't alienate your current market? You don't mess things up there, you know, like there's, there's a lot of big steps. And so, and we got to be really careful as we make that transition. If we're, if we're interested in doing that. Yeah. Interesting. So, well, let's get back. Let me tell me a little bit more about yourself. Just personally, Uh, you shared with me before we started recording that you moved from Canada, which is interesting. Um, We, we do a lot of business in Canada. So um, yeah, just how did you, how, tell me about your background. How did you get into this business? I mean, how did this idea even hatch? Yeah. Yeah. The pun intended. Yeah. Uh, The, (laughs) the, the, is as I was raised in an entrepreneurial world and my family was, my dad was always into it. And and so my family got into it. And, and uh, so, you know, when I was, when I was uh, a wee lad, I started a business right away and you don't have to be in business long to realize how little, you know, about being in business. Uh, there was a lot of questions I had. And for a lot of years, I, I, well, a couple of years, I really struggled to get things going. I, I, I mean, I didn't fully understand the accounting side of it and I got older and I learned and, and then I eventually got headhunted by an oil and gas company up in, up in Edmonton. And I went and worked for them for about eight years as a, as a vice president. And we did all sorts of crazy things. But during that time, uh, they wanted to open up operations here in the U.S. And so they actually, they actually sent me down here to the U.S. to open up a facility and, and to work that facility, hire the team and, you know, build it all out. And so I was there for a few years and, and, uh, and the time came for me to set sail and, and, uh, you, you know, you always kind of know when that's going to happen. And, and, uh, so I did, and, and I had, I kind of built up a bit of a nest egg and, and I was trying to decide what I wanted to do. And I thought back to seriously, what are the pains that really affected me? I mean, you've got to do something that you're relatively passionate about. And, and so what were the pains that really affected me? And I thought maybe there's a way to build analytics for people that are in small businesses to help them understand what's actually happening in their business. And what's interesting, I mean, hindsight's 2020, right? But, but well, should we change that? Do we, does it need to be like hindsight's 2019 or 2021? <laughs> <laughs> but, but either way, hindsight, hindsight is very clear. But uh, uh, I, looked, I looked back and I realized that, that it, was, it was this perfect scenario to get us towards working with accountants because what it enabled us to do is it enabled us to have these analytics that we're, we could provide to the clients. We're providing the BI, but it's really through their accountant. And so it became this, this relationship where uh, we could really assist the accountant as an advisor to provide reporting to their clients. Uh, and that, that, that was a big deal. That's a big deal for a lot of firms out there that are desperately trying to get the word out uh, on what's happening with the specifics of your business, where yeah. people don't fully understand what's happening. They don't actually know where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. Are you familiar with, with EO at all? Yes. Yeah. 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 You bet. So I'm actually president of EO Charleston and I've been in EO for a while and um, you know, these are all business owners, right? So we're all business owners in all these different fields and I'm a CPA. So I understand my numbers pretty well just because of that. And, but it's amazing how many business owners don't, they don't know their numbers and these are successful people. These are, you know, to be an EO, you have to reach a certain level of revenue and they, you know, it's amazing that people can get to a level of success without really understanding a lot of the numbers amazing, and, and just think how much more successful they could be with yeah. a little more 
more yeah oh, and and we have to to uh to echo that you know we have ex- stories nine ways to sunday that 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 tell that exact same thing where we have we'll have a, a coo that doesn't know the difference between profit and revenue and let alone gross and net profit. I mean, forget about those. I mean, we're just talking profit, right? Like there's like, these are big concerns and yeah. they may in essence know what they are, what the difference is, but in, in practice, you know, they'll, they'll want to sell a, a product for X number of dollars. And they think every dollar of that can then be used to go buy something else. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. the money's already spent. You didn't actually, you know, and, and so there's yeah. so many little things that, that uh, we can help people get understanding, a deeper understanding of how they're doing. And as an accountant, um, it was strange to me to step into that world and realize just how much ignorance there is. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of accountants don't, they just assume that their clients understand these things in a way that they don't. And they they don't... that's, that's yeah. funny you say that. I learned, a, I learned a word in the oil and gas industry. And it's funny because when you learn a new word, the best way to describe that thing you're describing is with that word. But you're the only guy that knows it. And so, the, the, well, there's a couple of them. One of, one of them was rectification and the other one was flame impingement. <laughs> and never heard and they're words word. that, I, right. And I'd never heard them before myself. And, and I was like, oh, well, rectificate like somebody would say that and I, I think you know are they what what are they saying is that a dirty word like what what are they <laughs> like what what does it mean and, but once I learned the word once I learned what it meant it became part of my vocabulary and it became the most logical way and I'm a logical person you're a logical person we're all logical people in our own minds especially uh and so it became the most logical way to describe what was happening and rectification, I won't even get into what it is. It has to do with flames and, and uh, electricity and stuff. It's actually, what's really cool, it's the ability to conduct electricity through a flame. Oh, so cool. Could, oh, I know. I know. Like, there's so much <laughs> cool stuff out there. Anyway, so that was rectification. And so if I would say that, that made so much sense to me. But I would say it to people and they'd be like, they're oil and gas people. They'd be like, uh what do you mean? Like, is that like a thermocouple? Like, no, not at all. It's da, 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 da. And yeah. as accountants, we do the same thing. We learn these words and we're really good at them. The best way to describe something is with that series of words, because we understand this jargon. And once yeah. we understand that, the absolute best way to, to try to pass that on to our clients is via that jargon. But if they don't understand the language, we are literally speaking a different dialect. I mean, quite literally, we have words that they don't know what they are. Yeah. And it takes a pretty confident client to pipe up and go, I don't understand what you're saying. Right. right. Yeah. Ego gets involved. Yeah. Ego gets involved. And and you don't, you don't want to be that guy that's like, uh, you just said something that I don't know what that is, and, <laughs> but you're working for me technically. And I'm the big, uh, like, and my yeah. people are around. Yeah. Just there's yeah. all sorts of stuff that's, yeah. that causes us not to bring it up. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's um, yeah, it's an interesting problem that you're helping to solve because um, I feel like I, I, you know, I didn't realize the extent of the problem until I stepped into EO. And I think if accountants really understood the extent of the problem, more of them would, would sort of gravitate toward more advisory work. Yeah. Because they, you, they, there, there is a need. My point is, is there's a big need and I wish more accountants saw that and felt the need to fill it. I was, I was telling, uh, there's a story that I always tell and I get my team mocks me all the time because it's, it's a favorite of mine because it's, it was highly emotional story for me. It's a very memorable story. I was sitting in front of board of directors. I was a VP at this oil and gas company. We were now on the NASDAQ. We had, we had some of the smartest people you'd ever, ever meet. Uh, I mean, we had the former CFO of NASA on the board. I mean, these guys, the, the, the collective net worth of these guys, who knows what it was? It was, it was awesome to even just get to hang out with them. But I, I was presenting to them 
with all my big words, right? And and mm-hmm. you go into those things and, and you're nervous, right? And so what do we do when we're nervous? We put up a wall and that, what is that wall? Okay, well, I'm going to use all my big words, every big word I know. I'm not going to even go near subjects that I don't know perfectly. I'm, you know, you, you have all these walls that you build up and that's what I did. And so I go and sit in, fr- in front of these guys and it was, uh, it was Ronald Spale. And, he, and as I was presenting, he held up his hand. And he said, Justin, Justin, we're a bunch of old guys here. They weren't, but he just said that. He said, we're a bunch of old guys here. We don't know quite what you're getting at. Can you simplify it for us? Yeah. And, and I thought, interesting, interesting. The one guy that's confident enough to say something said it. And then we were able to get into this conversation that was very colloquial. Yeah. It was very light. And, and yeah. we were able to just talk about sales and, and development and, you know, it's, it's simple stuff instead of me trying to like present something to make myself feel safe or yes. look good. And, you know, it's interesting because I, I like, you know, one of the things um, as we introduced you, and highlighted was the simplicity. You simplify complexity of financial data. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that we do in our business is we try to make everything easy and simple. And um, I I feel like in some cases, um, there are accountants that think, well, gosh, the thicker the report, the more big words, the more complexity that I can present to the client, the more they're going to think it's valuable. And the opposite. It actually has the opposite effect. Yeah. It has the opposite effect because you get so little out of it that, that you think, what's this, what am I even paying this person for? Yeah. And, and, and you're not, the business isn't better because of those types of reports. Our, our motto here at reach is absorb complexity. Yep. Wherever possible absorb complexity. And so, so what I did is I absorbed complexity for that board of directors. I said, oh, okay, I'm going to take what I understand. And, and I was learning some pretty big words in, in that jargon. And I'm going to take what I understand. I'm going to give it to them, not in a fifth grader level, not in a, in a condescending or insulting level, but I'm just going to get it, give it in a layman's level, just in normal human terms so that we can all understand. We can talk openly about it. Yeah. It's um, what's, well, it's cool that your tool helps do that that simplify things um so uh yeah is that sort of well i want to ask you about sort of like insight what's what's an insight that you've learned from doing this work that you think is the major contributor to its success you know why yeah. is your product why is your product growing at 30 yeah. percent why I'll, is it I'll, yeah what, there's there's one I mean, there's, there's a few things and we could talk on any, any one of those, but we're kind of on this vein right now. There's one thing that has been enormously influential and I'll say it, whether you use reach or not, or, you know, it doesn't matter how you're sending out your reports. You could be using any, any reporting solution or Excel or whatever. Always, always, always follow one simple rule, milk before meat. Milk before meat. Because the problem is I don't care who you are. You don't want to burn calories that you don't have to burn. Our brain burns an enormous amount of the calories that we have to burn. If I am presented with this big stack report, that report could be fascinating information. But if I'm presented with that and I'm apprehensive to get into that because I know that that looks painful, that's our brain conserving calories, quite literally. And so what we need to do- Too much work. Exactly. It's so much work. And I have 500 things. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And, and we say that and, and we never get to it. And then the next report is already on our desk. So, so the number one thing in building a report is milk, then meat. And, and we, we try to stage every report that we build, every one of the reach templates is staged just in that way. So when you come to it, you're getting metrics that are almost like dumb. Like they're just so high level. They're so simple because what it's doing is it's getting us into the same region. And then we're not to the ballpark yet. We're just to the region. We know where there's ball fields nearby, but we're in the region. And then as as you go down, you can get deeper and deeper into that until you're literally on a pitcher's mound. And and as as you get into that data, the nice thing about that is 
if if it, if the data was listed from A to A to Z, uh, or Z for you know our Canadian fellows, uh, <laughs> uh, if it was listed, it is going from seeing the A level data is simple. Yep. There's almost yep. no calorie burn. It's super simple. And going from A to B, I now have the A hook to hang B data on. Yep. If I didn't, then I'd have to. There would be some interpreting that I would have to do to understand B and C and D and so on. And so what we can do is provide that data. If we can provide that in a way that our clients, it resonates with them, the effects are dramatic because now the client doesn't value the report. They value us. And I don't say us as reach reporting. I say us as their advisor. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because as you're saying that it's how we sell CPA firms. So we give buyers just the big high level. And then we, you know, I, I say like, we want to give you the 50,000 foot view and then we want to wind down into it. And that's because it, like, you can't start off on the pictures mound because then you don't have the context and you get lost. Right. And so right. without right. the context, without the context, the information is meaningless. Right. And, um, right. and, and if you don't, if you don't take the time to digest it, because the information might all be there. Yeah. If we don't take the time to digest it, it's meaningless anyway. Right. right. So it's, so it's a catch 22 in that situation. So you never, never, never want to start in that. It's you know, funny that, that you've, but... it's funny that you've, uh, harnessed the, the power of the human laziness brain, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, we're all kind of lazy, right? We want to, we want, we want everything as easy as it can be. And right. um, it's just the truth of how our brains work, right? Yeah. Well, and, and honestly, I mean, if there's going to be something that's going to really affect our economy and, and we help the economy to, you know, get back to its booming state and some, and some groups are booming for sure, but yeah. there's others that are really struggling. Yeah. Uh, it's understanding what's happening. I mean, if, if yeah. you ask me for directions to the top of that mountain, I'm going to say, you know, you're on the phone with me. I'm going to say, where are you? Yeah. Where are you right now? If you can't tell me that, then I can't tell you how to get to the top of the mountain. I can't, yeah. like, yeah. I can't give you directions, walk towards it. Like, that's like saying, I'm going to be a millionaire someday. Like that's meaningless yeah. in terms of information. So first is to understand where we are. Second is to understand where's, what's the goal? What's the objective? And then the third is, how are we going to get there? And yeah. that's what these reports can be built on is yeah. how, how, how. This is where we're at. This is where we need to go. How are we going to get there? And that's yeah. where reports become ultra powerful. Yeah. Because now you have people that are, that are frantically looking for, okay, okay, okay. So we need to do this and here's our target and blah, 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 blah. That's when the value of that report goes through the roof. But yeah. again, they're not valuing reach reporting. Reach can only help the advisor get to that. Yeah. It doesn't really help the client get to that. The, the advisor then uses the reach tool. And, and so that's why we've built it the way we have is because it really enables those next steps to be taken by the advisor as they're providing this solution. And then clients will pay unbelievable amounts of money for that. We've seen, we've seen billing that is insane. So how did you, how did you um, come to that discovery about how people digest information? Cause that's a, I mean, it's, it's, you've gotten a lot of clarity. I mean, the milk before meat, the, you've definitely done a lot of thinking about this topic. We have, yeah. Uh, You know, a big part of it has said, if reach is in business to make the lives of CPAs, CFOs, accountants, bookkeepers, whatever, better, then us going out and taking the, uh, what was that old old subscription software or that where you subscribe, Columbia Records? Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Like way back. Sending your mail. Yeah, I said, and if you forget to cancel, you know, we're going to send you the next one and we got you and we, and whether you wanted it or not, it, you know, if we take that mentality where, where our focus is to just get as much money out of our clients as possible, our clients, not, not, there are clients, clients, uh, but if we take that, that, that is such a short game for us. That means, that means we will end up losing clients left, right, and center, just like Columbia Records did and ultimately <laughs> yeah. led to their demise. 
because people were so grumpy about it and, and canceling was such a challenge. Everything about that was such a, yeah. such a pain point. So what we said instead was, okay, how can we take this solution? And we're just, we're just getting warmed up. We have stuff that's on the, that's coming down the pipeline. That's going to be really fun over the next two or oh, three wow. years. But, but we said, how can we make this process so much easier yeah. for accountants? And, 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 and we, we started to apply the mantra, how uh, our job is to make you look good. Yeah. Our job is to make you look good. The client will never know that that, uh, that report came from reach. Yeah. Nine, 99 times out of a hundred, uh, 99 times out of a hundred, they will never know that they came from reach. That's uh, cool. it, it comes from the accountant and they value the accountant because of that. So, and that was, yeah. so that was critical. So we then researched all sorts of things, how we can make, firms better. And then we'd hear of one firm doing one thing a particular way. And we said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to enable that. So all of the firms that we work with can do that exact same thing. That's super powerful. And how do we do that? And so on. Yeah. It's um, well, you know, playing the long game, it might be a little slower to get there, but you know, it's the, it's the right, it's the right way to play it for sure. Um, well, I think this year has been, transformational for the accounting industry. You know, I talk with people who um, have made incredible change this year. And they've also had, I think, a lot of uh, just demands on their time. Like it's just been crazy year with, with um, PPP here in the U S and tax deadlines getting changed around. I, I think most of the CPAs I've talked with have been incredibly busy and this year, you know, is people are changing their mindsets around things. Um, so what do you, what is your take on the impact that sort of this year has thrust upon us? Um, yeah, I think, I think there's a, a few things that are going to be lasting. I'm going to use the word blessings, positive effects, I guess, from COVID. Uh, one of them is that your market just opened wide open. You are now no longer restricted to your city or, yeah. or the town that you're in. You can, and, and we do, we have CPAs that have clients all over the nation and they only have 10 or 15, but they have exactly the targeted client. Uh, so, so that gets me to point number two. Number two is now we can become specialists. We don't have to be everything for everyone because that is the worst thing you can do. Reach reporting. We have been, um, we've had companies, massive billion dollar companies come to us and say, Hey, you need to get into this market and this market and this market. And we thought we're not even everything to our CPAs yet. We still have some, we still have some room to grow here. I mean, a lot of a huge amount of CPAs have never even heard of us. So it's not like we're at saturation point. And, and now we're looking at splitting things and, and now going down these, do- no way. We can become specialists because of this. Now you can find people that are looking for what you have. Yeah. So, so, you know, that's, that's the second thing that I think COVID has really, really helped us with. Uh, the third thing, working from home, <laughs> hello, yeah. Best thing ever for, for me to see a home in a background, no big deal anymore, but it was kind of a faux pas in 2019. Yeah. It was kind right. of like, Oh, like, why are you at home? Oh, yeah. so you don't have an office. Like, Oh, you're small. You guys were like bigger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> small company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought this was, I thought you guys were more of a big deal. And, and now, I mean, we're talking to managing partners who are working from home yeah. and it's great. And who yeah. cares? Nobody cares anymore. So, you know, there's, there's some really, really positive things that come from that. And, and I, I think the list goes on. I, I will just mention one more thing. Uh, clients aren't it, it just as much as you and I aren't trying to stay in, in our town uh, to find all of the clients in that town. We're competing against the two other accountants in that town who are also, you know, the general do everything for everyone accountants. We can now hone into those things we're really interested in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we can share that. It, heck, if we stay in the state, great. There's a lot of people in most states. Yeah. You know, even, even you're in some of our lower populated states, there's still hundreds of thousands of people and therefore uh 
a lot, a lot of companies yeah. that you can be targeting. Yeah. I, I, um, I think, you know, I mean, I can't wait for this COVID thing to be over. <laughs> I'm ready for, uh, I'm ready for, for travel and I'm ready for those things, but I think a lot of these things are going to stick. And I think what it's done for a lot of firms is it's forced them to check out other tools. They've been forced to learn how to work remotely and forced to, their clients are doing that. So um, I think it's a lot easier to get people to try new tools online. Um, it, there's definitely some efficiencies that have we've, demonstrated that we don't have to do things a certain way we've so all of those things are going to be as much as i love a good lunch meeting lunch meetings take all day long yeah i mean because it takes half the time it takes an hour to get there you're in the lunch for an hour and then it takes an hour to get home and then you got to spin back up you know you're you're kind of spinning down before it and you're spinning up at I mean you're you're talking a four hour thing. And that's yeah. if we're being efficient. You yeah. know, this is this is kind of not that lunch meetings would go away. And and I, yeah. I certainly hope that that's not the case, but it is nice when we do have those meetings that we can have an in-person meeting and and really delve in. But then 15 minutes later we can be on the next one right. and and with the next person and we can be spun up and with with the way uh, the technology is advancing. It's, these are just going to enable us. They're really going to leverage us where we now have these levers that can enable us to do really, really awesome things rather than uh, more of them. I wouldn't say even mundane, but more rote, rote tasks, more like just, this is, we just don't need to be doing this. This is ridiculous. I shouldn't be in traffic. I mean, I shouldn't be blah, 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 you know? Yeah. But if you are in traffic, you can listen to podcasts. Like, <laughs> and I have a good one that I would recommend. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, we talked a lot about just what clients want from accountants. Um, and we touched on some of that just, you know, kind of simplified language. They want visual reporting. What else are you seeing that um, maybe we haven't touched on? that clients want from their accountants? Um, Peter, Peter Drucker uh, invented the, I think he invented it, the DIKW pyramid, the knowledge pyramid. And, and what it is, is it's a, uh, it's a four level pyramid that has um, a, a row at the bottom that was, is data and then information knowledge and wisdom. So data, information, knowledge, wisdom. When we start with data, um, it's best told in, an, in a simple anecdote. Um, you and I are driving down, driving down the uh, road and we're in a rally car and we're in a race. And, and uh, I'm the driver and you're the navigator. And you've been to this town a million times this is my first time in this town. I've never been here before, but I'm driving this quick little car and I'm zipping through these hopefully closed off streets. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, you are trying to tell me, Justin, you're trying to say to me that there's a red light ahead. And, and so if you were to give it that information to me that, you know, convey that to me on the data level, you would tell me the IP address of the light because it's connected to a digital computer network. You would tell me the GPS coordinates of the light. You would tell me the hex codes and you would tell me the binary on off of each of the lights. You would tell me the hex codes of each of the three or four lights. <laughs> you would tell me the binary on off, whether each one is on or off. And I'm not a dumb guy. I can figure that out, but I'm a little bit occupied right now. <laughs> I, I, got, I got stuff on my mind, right? I, it's, it's not that I can't handle that thick report. I can. Just don't want to. I, well, I don't want to. And I, and frankly, time is of the essence right now. I need to act now because these things are happening right now. And if I, t- if I try to take the time to go back to school to learn that, right, it's not going to work. And so you're, you're, you shake your head and you realize, oh man, what have I done? And so you then, you bump up a level. You take me to the information level and you say, Justin, the corner of fifth and main, there's a red light. And I'm like, 
where am I? Am I okay? Or am like, I me? <laughs> yeah. Help, help me out here. Like it's, I'm assuming this is on the path, but I'm still making a big assumption here. I'm yeah. assuming that somewhere, you know, I'm going to cross fifth and main, but, but I don't know anything else about it other than that. And so you, you realize, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so then you, you jump up to the knowledge level. This is my favorite level. Knowledge level and this is, this is where we start to deviate a little bit from the Peter Drucker one, but, but it's, it's basically the same thing. But knowledge level says, hey, Justin, there's a red light ahead. Yeah. What has that done for me? That, is, that has told me everything in level one, in the, in the data level. That has told me everything in level two, in the information level. And it's also helped me assess what's happening. You, didn't, you also didn't say note. You didn't say, and, and for the accountants that are more wary of liability or have clients that are more concerned with liability, you also didn't say, hey, stop the car. Because frankly, that's probably wise. And let me tell you why. You don't know if the roads are slippery or not slippery. You don't know if, you know, if the tires are bald. You don't know the condition of the car. You don't know how the brakes are performing. You don't know if there's a big semi behind us. That if I stop the car, this thing can stop on a dime, but that thing can't. And so we got to figure out something else. So if, 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 we, if we throw out commands that say stop the car, we're actually in some ways taking more risk than just the assumed liability. We're, we're doing things that we don't fully know the ramifications of those decisions, but stop the car or, or, or uh, there's a red light ahead that gives context to the driver. It gives all of the information in level one and two, and it assists the driver, enables the driver to make a decision right then and right there. And so that's incredibly powerful. And so what we do in all of our reporting, oh, and I'll, I'll before I go into the reporting, uh, wisdom is of course, yeah. the press breaks now, you know, yeah. uh, and, and uh, that's where we deviate a little bit from the Drucker stuff, but, but uh, we can get into that on another day. But, but ultimately what we try to do in all of our reporting is we try to do that exact thing. Start with the milk and with the meat, but all the while we're providing it in a knowledge context level. Yeah. Now, as you get deeper into the meat, you can't stay in knowledge. You have to get down to information and then into the data. Yeah. And so the report is almost literally laid out like the bottom three layers of the DIKW yeah. pyramid. Yeah. It's, t it's funny as you're telling that story about the car, like a lot of entrepreneurial business owners, they are driving really fast through town. <laughs> you know, it's, right, right, right. It's a fast, it's a fast ride for a lot of them. And yeah. uh, we, we had a, we had a, a CPA come to us not too long ago. And she was talking about an, uh, a client that she had that, uh, let me make sure I'm telling this right. Um, he, his gross profit was almost negligible. He, his cost of goods sold was almost the same as his sell price. Mm. And he, but he didn't know. <laughs> and so, and so what do we do? Eventually. <laughs> he would find out eventually. I mean, he, he, no, he, he knew he was struggling, yeah. but he couldn't figure out why he, he, he couldn't. And, and I mean, to us, it seems so logical, but when right. you're in the mire, it's different. It's different. And, and who knows how they're tracking things and yeah. is this cogs and is the cogs being tracked properly or is this the true variable cost? Right. And, and it ultimately it was more of the variable cost and it wasn't being quite tracked properly. And there was a series of problems, but, but ultimately what was happening is this guy was saying, we're dying here. And he went to his accountant and he, he kept saying to her, we have to increase sales. And she's like, no, the last thing you need to do is increase sales because this isn't your problem. And he's like, he's like, I don't, how can that possibly be the case? If we just get this next contract then that will put us over the hump on this thing. And we will, we will be solved. We will, we will be able to yeah, they're just uh, looking at it from a cash flow, literally yeah. cash flow perspective. And, and they weren't looking at it from the, the true cost of the product. And, and this, this lady, I mean, she, she, and she came to us and she became a client of ours because she, her job became that role of trying to help this uh, individual really understand where that money was going and that it wasn't fixed costs 
and that and, and then you know these fixed costs are killing us and if we increase sales because our gross profit is is high enough that we can blah 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 you know the story she yeah. had to take all that time to try to help disseminate that but yeah. but i mean this isn't just reserved for the people who don't know the the they don't know the difference between uh profit and revenue or or what you know their cogs truly is or what their variable cost really this this is something where you can give a report like this to Ronald Spale, the CFO, former CFO of NASA. Yeah. And it will still provide an enormous value. In fact, they value it 10 times more because yeah. it's concise, it's light, it's easy to digest, and so yeah. on. Well, that's um I, I'm I'm yeah. gonna add this one thing. This isn't sure. reserved for just reach reporting. Like I'm, all of this isn't to try to get me to say, oh yeah, come use reach. I mean, please do come use reach, but, <laughs> but by all means, this, these are tried and tested principles that we have applied in our business mm. to enable accountants, advisors, and so on to become more effective. And this is something that, that a lot of people can figure out through Excel. It's something they can figure out in these other ways. So don't, don't mistake this as a, as a giant plug. Uh, for for you to come and use reach this is by in no way is it that it's 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 the principle of how do we connect with our clients yeah and a lot of this that we're talking about today is is mindset oriented right like it's it's um and i think that's the thing that um you know if, if people have one takeaway it's look your clients they're running fast they need actionable information and that's what they want that's what they right. want um right. well you know there's been a lot of kind of automation going on in the industry too and there's a lot more i know kpmg just came out with spark um to get mm-hmm. into yeah that. Bob buckley yep but, and um yep. you know that's i think a lot of people are sort of threatened by this automation that's um, happening. Um, what's your take on, on that? I mean, we're data guys. Uh, we, we live and die by, by data. We also, we love the thought just like most people do it, at least when it's not threatening us, the thought of AI, you know, when it's assisting us with, you know, taking care of business. Um, I will say this, most AI that people dream about, are our uh, generation three and four AI. Most AI that exists is barely generation one. Uh, in some ways it's, and, and there's some argument, but in some ways it's, it's more even a machine learning than it is AI. Uh, it's, it's, it, which is kind of, t- anyway, that's why there's argument, but, yeah. but, uh, but, but first of all, we got a long ways to go before we have gen three, gen four AI right. uh, before the terminators coming. We got, we got a, a few decades, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, now <laughs> <laughs> with, with that said, we still have gen one, we still have and the potential for gen two here in the next decade. Um, yeah. and what that means is yes, there's going to be automation of rote tasks, but that's what we want. Yeah. That's what we want. We don't, that's why I have a Roomba. And this is my shameless plug of the day. Get yourselves a Roomba. That is the best purchase we've ever done. <laughs> I seven blows my mind every day. When I come home, there's these perfect little lines. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> so uh, I robot, if you're listening, uh, you can contact me too. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but um, see, see, that's what most AI is, is, is simplifying those kinds of tasks. And that's really what reach is. Yeah. Every month you come to reach and you don't have to do the work you did the prior month. Yeah. Now we look at that and we're like, oh yeah, but that's decreasing my hourly. Bill. I bill hourly. That's you decreasing my be. hourly bill. You shouldn't bill hourly. Well, and I and I agree <laughs> with that. I agree. And that's and that's a that's a man, that's a fun discussion, actually. But yeah, but there's a lot of us that are still billing hourly. And and so we look at that and we're like, yeah, reach is gonna gobble into my hour. No, 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 no. Here's what reach does for you: it enables you to not waste your time vacuuming the floor. It enables you to not waste your time doing those rote tasks that you did the month prior. It enables you to now become a, instead of having to build the report month after month, you're now curating that report month after month. Yeah. 
tell me which one's more valuable to the client. Those clients gobble up because now you can take that same time that you were spending and you can add it, put it into those things that are really have meaning for the client. Now, even if you're hourly, which uh, like you said, I hope we can start making the transition towards value billing. And, And again, there's a huge discussion on that, on what things can I bill for, but, but this enables you to really extend again your reach, another cheesy dad pun, uh, but, <laughs> but this enables you to extend your reach so that you are now not doing those, those tasks that you probably shouldn't be spending all of your valuable time yeah. doing anyway. And now you can start getting into the real minutiae. Right. The real details and, and providing information that's really, really telling for uh, the specifics of your client. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. It's, it's um, you know, how much time you spend on their project is kind of none of their business. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's the result they're after, right? It's what they're, right. what they're after. And if you're focused on the result, um, it, it, that's, that's going to make you a better advisor. Totally. If, if I go and try to bill, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a CPA. And even if I use reach reporting or not, it's, it's, it's irrelevant. But if I go and try to bill my client for a, a monthly report that comes out of QuickBooks and I try to bill them a thousand dollars for that, just for the report, not for any of my time or any of my services, but just for that report, I try to bill that. They're not going to like that. That's, that's not going to provide. But if I have some, analytical report that's has detailed forecasting is connected to their budget is has their projections in it their their goals and objectives and so on and and is connected to not only historical data but maybe even current data yeah that's the kind of stuff that i'm now looking at saying okay this is getting really interesting this is now a really valuable report or and or dashboard right if i then take some of my knowledge and apply some some I don't know, maybe an algorithm that I'm aware of, maybe, maybe apply some seasonality. I'm, I'm pretty good in Excel and I can do some cool things and reach has a full spreadsheet functionality. And so if, if I do that, you know, maybe I can provide something now that's now this isn't a good, a really cool report. This is a phenomenal report. What changed reach didn't change reach did all three of those. What changed is what you're offering your clients, right? It's, it's really the package of what you're telling. And that's why we have some clients, some of our firms that are selling their clients packages that are $1,000 a month just for the reporting. Yeah. And the, the services are on top of that. Right. So it's because it's what's in the report it's, is the critical uh, data. It's the critical information that's in there yeah. that it's- we need not just some report. It's not, right. it's not how easy it was to make the report. It's, it's what the report does for me. Right. What, it, what kind of action does the client take because of it? Um, well, so we're kind of, I want to wrap things up. we got a few minutes. I want to ask you a few more questions before we uh, let you go, but um, books, if you're going to recommend one book to our listeners, what would that be? Oh gosh. Yeah. That's a, that's such a tough one. Um, Business book? Well, it doesn't have to personal be. book. Whatever you want to, whatever you want to recommend. Okay. You mentioned Peter Drucker earlier. I love some of his. Yeah, books. he's he's money. Yeah, I, but it's not going to be one of his. Uh, Carol Dweck um, wrote a book called Mindset. Oh. Changed my life. Oh, um, interesting. That, that, that one was really, but that's a very personal, that's a, that's not, it's, I mean, it's going to, it's going to extend itself into your business, of course, but that's, that was, that affected me in a big way. Um, good to great's a really good one. I mean, it's, it's yeah. actually, uh, I've never heard, or, or, sorry, uh, good to great's really good. I meant nail it and scale it. It's, it's right <laughs> here. Uh, nail it and scale. It's nice because, because as we're building our firm, we need to, scale a model. If you're everything to everyone, you're nothing to everyone or whatever the, however the phrase goes, uh, you, we have to hone in on certain skills. And, uh, you know, I will say, uh, this, uh, cheesy cliche thing, uh, riches are in the niches, uh, or 
niche is, is how most people say it, but I don't know why some, some places have that dialect change where they call the niche a niche, but, but riches are in the niches. And that's something about that. That's kind of cool is, is to think along those lines, instead of trying to be everything for everyone, think along the lines of targeting groups. I mean, we have accounts that target CrossFit boxes and they're just really, really good. Yeah. at targeting prospects because you get better at that. So, so uh, nail it, then scale it would be a really, really good one. I liked it. Uh, what's one bit of advice, guidance, or life lesson you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, that's a, that's another really fun one. Um, I'll tell you one thing that's really affected us and and uh, it's it's been critical. Is don't stop, uh, and 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 really what the uh, what the saying is 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 have grit. Yeah. Um, don't don't give up. Um, uh, you know, I always use the analogy of of looking under. You know, we're looking for grubs in a rock field, and and I look under this rock, and there's no grubs, and so I go to the next rock. A lot of people call that a failure in business. They look at that in business and they're like, oh, well, you checked out the market and, that, and you totally failed at that getting that. It's like, okay, I guess that could be an interpretation of that. But, but when, we, when we consider it flipping over rocks, we don't ever think of it that way. We think of, okay, how many rocks do I need to flip over before I find, a, find yeah. some grubs? And, and I don't know where that analogy came from. And I don't know why we would be looking for grubs, but either way, yeah. the, the analogy fits, uh, you know, those aren't failures. And so, and so by all means, find what you're good at, find what you're passionate about. And that is not to say that it's going to be fun and it's going to be, you know, follow your dreams and all that stuff, but find what you're passionate about and find where, what, uh, what things you can, that really resonate to you. We have CPAs that are really, really good at valuations. We have CPAs that are really, really good at providing a where are you now report. That's hard. It's a hard thing to do. It's not just done by downloading a, some, some, some report uh, from somewhere and then copying it. Uh, so find what you're really good at and hone in on that thing. Find that niche and really, really target it. Uh, yeah. it, that, that would be the one piece of advice I would, I would definitely give. Yeah, and, and it doesn't fly in the face, uh, face of Simon Sinek stuff where don't follow your dreams. And it doesn't fly in the face of, of the follow your dream stuff. It's kind of in between. It's, it's find what you're good at, find what you're passionate about and really, really hone into what, how, how that can provide value. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and last but not least, what's the best way for people to follow and connect with you? Oh yeah. Um, check us out at reachreporting.com. Uh, yeah, we're on Facebook and Twitter. I think we're primarily on LinkedIn. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. By all means, reachreporting.com. Come check us out. Um, mention the show and, and we'll take really good care. Yeah. We'll get you, we'll get you a, 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 a coupon or something. Uh, we'll figure that out, but, right. but, uh, but we'll take good care of you and, and, uh, by all means, we'd, we'd love to see, uh, any of your listeners. Awesome. Well, Justin, thank you so much. This has been a really lively, fun conversation. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us. Hey, well, thanks for having me. It's, it's super fun to hang out. Thanks for listening to the Accountant's Flight Plan Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please follow us so that you can get updates when new episodes are released and share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. You can also follow Po Group Advisors on social media. Please visit our website for more information at pogroupadvisors.com dot com.